Startup Nation, we tell you all the time that no one does anything great on their own. That includes starting a business or a nonprofit or even becoming a thought leader or an influencer. My point is that you need a team to do it successfully and responsibly. And that is why you should contact DR and Associates. Danielle and her team provide branding solutions along with digital and social media marketing that provide tangible results you are looking for. No matter if you are a Fortune 500 company or an author looking to make an impact, DR and Associates needs to be part of your team. They are one of the few firms whose leadership has been recognized by Google, which is proof of concept that they are very good at what they do. Contact DR and Associates today to grow your online presence. The number is 615-933-3681, or you can visit their website at drandassociates.com. Also, make sure you follow their Facebook page as well. DR and Associates, providing real clients with real results. This episode of The Startup Life is also brought to you by our amazing partners at SCORE Memphis. Look, entrepreneurship is hard, and there is nothing like a mentor that can help you navigate those waters. And that is what SCORE provides. SCORE mentors provide years of expertise and have resources that will have you flourishing and profitable on your path to entrepreneurship. If you are in need of a mentor, give SCORE a call. The number is 901-544-3588 or go to their website at memphis.score.org. The link is there in the show notes. This week on The Startup Life. They're looking for that, that title. They're looking for that word manager. They're looking mm-hmm. for that uh, responsibility. They're looking for that dollar sign, right? And while that may, may make a difference in the short term, in the long term, if you're compromising too much to have that, you will find yourself not happy, not benefiting from that title, that money, that whatever that is. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Jasmine Newhitch, professional development expert. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Startup Life is brought to you by Target. No matter if it's household items to make your home more aesthetically pleasing or a 65-inch TV to complete that man cave, Target is the go-to place for high-quality products at an affordable price. Start your Target journey with a link in our show notes. Target. Expect more. Pay less. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We got a big-time guest in the building today. We got Yasmeen Newhitch in the building today. How's it going, boss? It's going great, man. Great to be here. Awesome stuff. Are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? Man, I hope so. I uh, hope so. I'm looking forward to that. Let's do it. All right, as always, Startup Nation, my name is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast, and it is powered by the Binge Podcast Network. So first thing first, Yasmeen, man, tell us about your story and your path to entrepreneurship and how you got to this point. Hey, man. So, uh, first, thanks for asking me again. No, thanks for having me. And, no worries. Uh, uh, looking forward to sharing some other lessons from me. But long story short, actually, my startup or the business side mm-hmm. came as a result of my passion. Okay. So, the passion was all about giving back to the community and, uh, and uh, passing on my knowledge and helping others develop themselves okay. uh, in any direction they choose to. However, it's very important for me to that they understand and consider their personal values and, and, and the direction they're going and there's no direct conflict with it in order for them to be ultimately successful. Mm -hmm. So I started working on that, starting coaching my own uh, direct reports and my employees and uh, been doing that for about six, seven years before I decided, you know what, let me just make a book out of it. Or let Uh me write a book so people can benefit from it, right? Okay. So ultimately, from the book came out a few talks and a few connections and next thing you know, I am doing this as a, uh, so far, side gig still on the ground, trying to still grind it. I but hear that. Um, I hear that. But, <laughs> but the, uh, you, you probably feel it every day, right? Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, and there's probably a bunch of people just like I say, yep, probably me too. But no, no, a long story short is that at the end of the day, you know, that passion and uh, of, of wanting, wanting to share, wanting to give back, to pay forward, that resulted into now engagements that uh, in some cases I do for free, depends on the people, and then uh, in some cases I get I get paid for it, and then it's a, it's a great feeling. 
I hear that. I hear that. So, you know, when I think about a coaching business and stuff like that, there, there's always a sense of educating, right? So let me ask you this, man. Like, did you, were your parents educators? Did you grow up around educators? Tell me a little bit about, you know, your background and your parents and stuff like that. Man, I got to tell you, I very much appreciate this question. Uh, <laughs> first of all, obviously, uh, you know, both of my parents are unfortunately passed. Okay, However, sorry to hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all right. But, uh, but I would have to say that uh, both of them were very highly educated. Both mm-hmm. of them uh, had a college degrees and, and, and beyond that. And my mother was on the educational side. Okay. She worked for her, her career and teaching, okay. teaching different levels of, of in education. And my father was an engineer and he worked in the engineering field, mechanical engineering. So I'm actually true product of the both. Uh, that's Absolutely. what I do right now. I, my full-time gig is engineering and leading engineering teams um, uh, across multiple countries around the world, while at the same time doing as best as I can, educating others how they can be the best themselves. I hear that. So I really, I guess I'm a product of my parents. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's evidence well, to that. Right, exactly. And, and that's why I wanted to ask that because usually, like I said, when I when I come across you know people who kind of do something similar to what you do, they usually come with some type of educational background. Either they were educators or their parents were educators or they came across an educator that really just impacted their lives. So it seemed like your parents kind of did that for you. So I appreciate you sharing that. No, that's that for sure. Yeah. And, and I, I can't stop there. I've been I've been blessed sure. to be have some other folks that truly did educate me or spend time coaching me, mentoring me and educating mm. me. And uh you know I have to give a shout out to University of Memphis, right? Uh, that's that's where I'm that's my alumni is and that's where right. I go back and I teach some classes there as well because it's important okay. for me to uh, to give back and again continue ah, the education. So okay. you've been right on it, man, right. by the beginning. Good job, man. Good job. You obviously you've done this before. A, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit for sure. Thank you for sharing all of that. So you, you mentioned that you went to University of Memphis. Tell us about your time there a little bit. Yeah, so uh, you know, I uh, I got my undergrad from the University of Memphis, and then uh, after that, went back for my master's and get my MBA from the University of Memphis as well. So uh, being uh, here in Memphis for about twenty years now, I feel like I'm a true Memphian by now, I guess. Oh yeah, we, we we embrace you. You're, ah, you're, you're, you're blown us now, so <laughs> thank you, man. But uh, yeah, and once I get uh, my master's from U of M, mm-hmm. I actually uh, got another master's in executive leadership from Christian Brothers University. I hear that. And I have to tell you this, uh, you know, talking about, you know, specifically this startup nation, mm-hmm. you know, that there's a whole great program that's, uh, uh, that, that's led by Dr. Vitali at, at Christian Brothers University that truly okay. made a lot of difference for me personally as I, I was that. getting educated, right? So talking about your earlier question, you know, if they had people that influence you throughout your career or your development, I sure had few and then she was definitely one of them. So with that said, I spent probably 10 years between college, between you know, undergrad and two master's degrees just to focus on grinding, grinding schooling. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I hear that. Thank you for yeah. sharing. I'm a tiger. Oh uh, uh, no, I got you. That's I got clear. you. I'm a tiger. I got you. And <laughs> there's a, it's a perfect time to be a tiger now, isn't That's it? That's true, man. Absolutely, true, absolutely. Man. I'm looking forward to this season more than ever before. I hear that. Sorry, startup nation. We were talking a little basketball out there yeah. for just a second. So appreciate it. So man, let's let's dive into your book a little bit, man. Tell us about your book and what made you want to write it. That's actually um, so. The, once again, the book came mm-hmm. as a result of doing the work. Okay, right? Um, right. So it wasn't the other way around. Gotcha. So in my career, professional career, I had had a chance to manage and lead different people across different uh, different organizations and, and on both sides of the Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, at one point in time, I had four or five teams across four or five different countries. But I will tell you one thing that brings people together more than anything else if mm-hmm. you pay attention on the development and in encouraging the teams to, to work together to be the better themselves. Gotcha. And kind of peering up in that peer-to-peer accountability from the getting the work done, but also to help each other. That became like a huge driver for our team and our performance. And so folks were asking me, you know, asked me, what have you done on your professional development? How come you became, you know, engineer and the manager and senior manager, now director, right? And I would just continue to share my story and, and the way I came about to do that. And then doing it over and over and over again with a number of people, like I say, different countries, I realized there's a, probably a story I can just probably document. I can probably mm-hmm. just put in a book some sort, of a, some sort of guidelines or some sort of a experience that folks can either replicate or modify in order to, for them to reach their own full potential and achieve their own career objectives. Absolutely. Right? And so six years from that point when I made that decision, it took me another six years before my book came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in part of that is, the more I thought about my story, while unique and probably beneficial to some folks, um, I wanted to also substantiate 
um, that the story with a lot of research and okay. the most recent research and most mm-hmm. recent information and talk to some of the folks that I coached and developed in the past as my employees who went on and do the great things. Right. I wanted to hear what how much actually that my story made a difference to them as well. I hear that. And once I got a lot of positive feedback and, 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 and I got a lot of encouragement from these folks, then I was like, okay, maybe it's worth time to write you know, on a paper. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you another thing is, it started as thinking to write an article mm. and the article grew into 30, 40 mm, pages. Absolutely. Uh, next thing you know, I got a few people that contributing with their stories, their own stories. Right. Then I put some statistics and some research in it. Next thing you know, man, I got a 30,000 words on, on a wow. paper. I didn't know what to do with it. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, let me find out, you know, what does it take to write a book? And, uh, and another year after that, uh, it took me about a year from the point where I actually say, okay, I'm just going to now sit down and start writing. And to the point where actually the book came out, it was about a year. Yeah. So uh, a lot of learning to that end as well, oh, by the man. way. You know, writing a first book, <laughs> man, it's not an easy thing. But, uh, right. but once you do it, it's, it's, it's a great achievement. It's a great, uh, great feeling. Absolutely. And the name of the book is? So the first book that came out mm-hmm. is called It Starts and Ends with EIDP. Absolutely. And I'm emphasizing the E because, uh, and I hope folks, you know, your startup nation will benefit from this is mm-hmm. and realize this in business, in startups, as well as your career, mm-hmm. you've got to focus on execution. Absolutely. Execution, execution. Absolutely. And so I'm in, in, injecting that E, executable individual development plan. In other words, a plan that you tr- truly can execute to reach your full potential and achieve your career objectives. Gotcha. So it's not just a pay, you know exercise. It's not an event. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first book that came out. And uh, it, it actually outlines nine steps how to go from, right. from wanting to have an EIDP to actually having the EIDP. Right. So there's a whole flow chart in it that I'm trying to uh, both depict and describe in the book. And I will tell you what happened was because my second book just came out a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the second book was a result of the first book. Gotcha. The reason for that is because I had a, quite a few people that got my first book, and they say, well, I understand what to do for myself. Mm-hmm. My question is, how can I develop my own people? I how can I use this approach to coach and mentor others? And so the second book that came out is actually called Leaders Develop First. Mm-hmm. And the intent of that is it's a complement of the first book. Absolutely. So while the first book is intended for your own professional development, the second book is intended to help you coach others to create and execute their own executable development, uh, professional development plans. And hopefully all together, you guys, uh, you know, they will all reach their full potential achieve their career objectives. Gotcha. And Startup Nation, once again, the name of the book, it starts and ends with EIDP. And you can get that, you can purchase that book in the show notes for easy access. We have a link in the show notes that leads you to the Amazon store to purchase that book for easy access. So Yasmin, I want to ask you something. Well, first thing I want to point out that Startup Nation, you know, Yasmin brings up something really important. When he talks about it started with an article and then it turns into 30,000 words, right? I think it's important to always take that first step because you just never know when you take that first step, whether it be your career, starting a company or even writing a book, you just never know where it may end, right? And so, you know, with you, you started with the article and then it had this phenomenal book that it uh, kind of produced. So, but I also, I want to ask a follow-up question because you talked about, you know, uh, that peer-to-peer development, that peer-to-peer accountability. Talk a little bit about that because we always hear about, you know, leaders holding, you know, uh, subordinates or whatever accountable, whatever the case may be. But talk about that peer-to-peer piece a little bit. Hey, no, that's so actually, that's I strongly believe in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that in, in terms of the execution related to the work. Absolutely. To actually produce the results uh, that benefit the company. But also, I uh, believe in that in when it comes to professional development. So long story short, i got to tell you this. Sure. When I look at the team's, and the teams that best performs are the ones like you know going back to the basketball right you know if you're asking to, you know for a coach coach can coach can provide some direction stuff like that but he's not going to get the ball and go on the court and pass to each other and make sure that they create opportunities to score right mm-hmm. and even if you look at it if you truly look at it you know going to even march madness which is one of my favorite times of the year right <laughs> yeah it's uh you look at look at the five guys on the court and what they're doing they, they you know they they they're fighting. They, they're putting their heart out, right? Absolutely. But then, if you actually look at the bench, they clench their arms. 
they clench they they you know, like into each other right. they they like are just like are, they're all together into this they're all wanting to the same thing they're all holding each other they, they, they're cheering for each other but they're also telling you can do better absolutely um, and so that 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 team camaraderie, that, that team peer-to-peer accountability, when somebody does something great and something that they needs to deliver, somebody needs to step up and get up and get the work done, um, it's, uh, it's, it's what produces results, what produces champions, what, what helps you achieve your career objectives and reach your full potential. Same is true in the professional development. You know, one of my, one of my mentors told me a long time ago, he asked me, if you want to grow, if you want to truly develop yourself, get yourself a kind of body. Account a body, right? Mm. So accountability body. Somebody right. who's gonna who's gonna be your peer, somebody who you're gonna kinda grow together with, who you're gonna poke and say, Hey, you should be learning this or you should be developing to this, this is the future, that kind of stuff. And vice versa. So somebody's gonna come after you and say, Hey, dude, you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You need to be you need to be executing your professional development plan, right? right? And so having somebody to do that, that's uh to me it's uh it is it is a key. Now, while managers and, and, and coaches and mentors play a huge role and they can both do, hold people accountable and encourage them, right? I do believe it's a secondary to peer-to-peer. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I thought that was a powerful piece that we want to get over to Startup Nation, so I'm glad you shared yeah. that for sure. And I want to tell you, just let me sure. just connect this just from startup Absolutely. perspective. You don't mention. So two things I want to point out. One, you know, talk, you, you mentioned either, you, either you're starting or writing a book or a business or, or, or a venture or mm-hmm. even a partnership, whatever you may do. You know, the, if, if you hear this advice many, many times, and I'll tell you it's not a cliche, there is no perfect time to do it. Right. Just go and do it. There it is. And start small, start making a first step, and first step is the hardest. All those things that you hear, they are true. <laughs> like first step, setting up, opening up a laptop and starting writing. Right. It is hard. Absolutely. And let me tell you, you will make a mistake, and that's the reason why we have backspace button. Right? <laughs> we got correct it. I love that. Yeah, we got correct it, we're gonna adjust that. it. But don't give up, just keep marching on it. And then that is true for, for the business. And mm-hmm. by the way, I have had a chance to influence or, or start small business in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. And that is true with the book. And I'll tell you this, if you if you stay on it, if you determine, if you believe, believe in yourself, you will make it happen. Okay. And uh, so uh, I definitely encourage people to uh, to start executing, executing today. No matter how small that is. It does not matter how small it is. I love that. Remember that, Startup Nation. If you start and you make a mistake, that's why we have the backspace. But I love it. Love it. Thank you, Yasmin. I appreciate you sharing that. So, look, man, there's a section in the book that talks about making a conscious decision, right? Like, there's a point where, you know, true enough, you have to, you know, plan and research like you talk about. But there comes a moment where, you know, you got to make that decision where it's time to execute. Tell us what that looks like. Share with that a little that's bit. That's a perfect leeway from the previous question, right? <laughs> Obviously, man, that's that is it, right? Mm-hmm. Anything and everything you do, you gotta make that first step. Make right. it first. You gotta make the conscious mm-hmm. decision to do it. You cannot say I should be doing this. I want to do this. You know. In other words, you know, people will tell you, grow your backbone, not your wishbone, mm-hmm. right? Right. So in other words, don't keep just saying I, should, I wish I did this or I right. would like to do it. Just say. I am going to do it. I'm going to make a decision today to Speaking start my the affirmative, business. for sure. I am going to start mm-hmm. today to work on my professional development plan and then start. Right. right. In other words, just make that make that make that first step, make it a conscious decision. And when I emphasize the word conscious is because once again, not just to make a decision, just right. make it sit down and actually reflect in a minute that you are making this decision, making this commitment. Just yesterday, I was listening to some of the TED talks. Okay. Right? I'm a big fan of it and then and as I was listening to that uh, they say that research shows that one of the one of the most challenging and most I don't know what the word will be here, but uh, potentially negative things, I guess, that that startups as well as individuals as well as large comp- corporations are are doing or not doing very good is making decisions. Mm. Right. As a matter of fact, research shows it's the eighth most common reason for a lot of folks to to uh, to lose the opportunity to not to capture to go out of business is because they did not make a decision. I hear that. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can do the ranking any way you want. The point of it is you got to go do it. you got to be able to develop that skill and make that conscious effort to make a conscious decision when you want to do something, just go do it. And once again, man, you know, if you're waiting for the right moment or to start off perfect, I don't know anybody that did it. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I don't know what perfect even means. Right. So uh, for that reason, you know, once again, and, and I'll just link up to the book, right? Sure. And the book say I talk about making a conscious decision. When I wrote my first book, actually the first edition of my first book, right? 
I'll tell you this. I mean, it was a brain dump. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a, I, I just wrote everything I do. I, I spell my guts. I reach out to folks. They got into their stories. I, I collected all the research. I plugged their own information in. And then I did one revision and another revision mm-hmm. and third and fourth and fifth. And then I reached the publisher and they gave me some feedback. And I had to do it again. And that is okay. I was making progress every single time. I hear that. And the moment the book came out, man, it's like uh, people, I started getting feedback. It's like, oh, man, I didn't know you can write like this. I'm like, well, I'll tell you this. It didn't take one sitting. <laughs> right. It took six years, right. another year of revising it. Right. But I'll tell you this. Now people say, yeah, this is good. I want to talk about it. I want to read mm-hmm. it. I want to recommend it. And so, uh, so having that, making the conscious decision to start, not thinking about perfection, it is the most important first step you can do. And I'm glad you pointed that out that, you know, you talk about this six-year process because I imagine that, like, if you released this book in year one, it would not have been as good as it is after the six-year process. So it's almost like, you know, as you're going through this process, Start Automation, as Yasmin is going through this process, you know, you're, you're, you're refining and you're, you're processing and you're crystallizing all of that. And I think that makes for excellent in product, if you will. And I think one thing is important to remember, Startup Nation, that the process is important. The process is so important. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, that's, uh, thank you. No worries. No worries. So, you know, in the book, you also talk about the internal and external view of things, right? You know, you talk about, you know, learning who you are versus learning who you, you know, where you stand. Talk about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah. So actually that's, uh, that is probably the heart, Mm. right? At the end of the, the the essence of the whole process. Right. Uh, And when I talk about the, the, the internal view, I really mean like a, like a, like like an internal mirror, right? Mm -hmm. Things that people don't see, like your personal values, Things you stand for, you 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 are not willing to compromise, right? And I will tell you that I, what I got that as aspiration myself. First of all, in early in my career, I was probably like many other professionals. They want to climb the corporate ladder. They're looking for that that title. They're looking for that award manager. They're looking mm-hmm. for that uh, responsibility. They're looking for that dollar sign, right? And while that may may make a difference in the short term, in the long term, if you're compromising too much to have that. You will find yourself not happy, not benefiting from that title, that money, that whatever that is, and then ultimately, what's going to happen is you, you're going to be miserable both at home and or, or personal life and your professional life. Mm-hmm. So, being able to discover what those personal values are and having the internal view, what what your strengths are, what are your what are your type, what kind of personality you truly have, not who you are when you're walking on the street or or, or sitting in the, the mall or the restaurant, but who you truly are, and. Um, there's a book actually called, and I'm also recommending to folks, it doesn't matter where they are in life, from the career perspective or from the business perspective. Mm-hmm. It's called From Success to Significance. Mm-hmm. And it really boils down to an aha moment. You know, how many people you read about, you know, became a CEOs, but they are on their third wife or husband, right? Mm-hmm. Or they are going on a most important business trip. And they finding out halfway into the trip, they realize they've been away from the family for so long. They miss so so many important things, and they have that aha moment. Says, you know what? This is not worth it anymore. And then next thing you know, they actually switch completely, like completely go from one extreme to another, going from a, from being executive to being a pastor, right? Right. To a, just a, they realize that their personal values got compromised so many times. You know, either that be a family life, either it be a health, either it be a whatever it may be, you know, a faith. For sure. And so that that importance to actually understand that first, what is the internal values, what is the things that you should know about yourself, and then say, you know, I'm not going to compromise it. doesn't matter what my next title is, what my next opportunity is, how much money is on the table. I am not going to compromise that because in the long term, on the long run, it's not going to be good for me. Mm. Now, that is important first from your own standpoint to understand it, but also for the next step, which is external view. That's how right. other people see you. Absolutely. Right? Now, there's a ton of research and there's a ton of quotes that will tell you that people see you the way they are, not the way you are. Mm. Right? They, t- they, they see you from their own lenses and their own point of view, their own experiences, not yours. Perceptions as well. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of mm-hmm. comes down to what yeah. the people say. Perception right. is reality, mm-hmm. right? So in order for you to be able to handle that and to understand and not taking that too personal or, or negative even, that feedback, that input, you get to know more about yourself. You get to know your personal values. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells you something they didn't like about you, but you know you that was who you are and that's what your personal values are, 
it doesn't matter what they say absolutely. at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. So having understanding yourself, internal view, what I call internal mirror, to the, and, then extra, and then doing the research to understand your 360 feedback, mm-hmm. uh, like you would do either, either your either startup or, yes. you are, or your person, you understand how your customers, how your clients, how your partners, how your employees, how, what they think about you, how you what, they, how, what they think about your leadership, what they think about where, where you're going, mm-hmm. vision and everything else. Having be able to understand that and actually understand that external view, once you complement those two things, then you have a true picture of yourself. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, we're actually recording at the downtown office today. So if you hear sirens or helicopters randomly, that's what that is. So just disregard <laughs> that for sure. I don't worry about small stuff like that. Just lean into it. So don't even worry about it. But thank you for your answer. I appreciate that. It's d- definitely a lot of value. So I want to ask you uh, one more thing before we go to break. Because one of the things that you talk about is acknowledging those information or knowledge gaps. Mm-hmm. if you will, right? So why is it that important for uh, not just career-minded people, but entrepreneurs to focus on? Because a lot of times we go into business not knowing a whole lot of stuff, right? So why is it important to acknowledge those information gaps? Yeah, so mm-hmm. actually, <laughs> that is... Uh, so first of all, people have a hard time to acknowledge that it's a gap. Right, right, right. And I will tell you this, the fact that you, the, the Startup Nation is listening to this conversation they already know there's a gap. Mm. Either there'd be a gap in the market, they right. can fill it in. Right. There'd be a gap in the service that they can provide. For sure. Either there'd be a gap in their own personal development where they can say, hey, I can be better, I can grow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or either there's a gap anywhere, they see it. They see opportunity in that, right? right? And they see that as a positive thing. Gap is a positive thing. Right. There's a, like, there's, go after it, right? Mm. Go like a mad dog. It's an opportunity. I that's, think you was about to say that. That's yeah. it. That's an mm-hmm. opportunity, right? It's a mad, go after it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and the folks that they don't see it, those are the ones that think they already know everything. Mm. They already think that everything is invented. Right. They already think that those are the ones that that uh, that you know, they're probably not going to be listening to this, this show right. in a sense that uh, they are uh, they are too busy making money for somebody else. Right. Uh, they are too busy working for somebody else. Right. They are too busy not developing themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, acknowledging the fact and recognizing there is a gap is extremely important. And the fact that you see it, you got to see it as opportunity. So let me just elaborate that from sure. the professional development mm-hmm. standpoint. Right. Early and part of the book and early part of the process, I encourage my readers to go out and do the surveys, do the research, do the find out what the CEOs do, what the directors do, what the managers do, what individual contributors do, how much money they make, what kind of quality of life they have. And then on top of it is, by the way, there's a lot of things that people realize that subject matter experts, individual contributors, people mm-hmm. that, that, that sit in the cubes and do the... Right. There's a lot of those guys that actually make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that a lot of times own patents and have a lot of royalty coming into their bank account. Right. They don't have to move their finger after that, right? Right. But we think about, you know, making money, you got to be on the on the front page of the newspaper or mm. you have to be on the, you know, on the TV and that That's kind of stuff. so true. Yeah. And so we miss that. Yeah. So we miss the opportunity. We miss that gap that needs to be filled by the people that have a passion to do something. Right. They want to create something. And then once they create that something, man, you know, like a shark tank, man, there's a patent. You mm-hmm. can come up with a patent. You can, you can start drawing 7%, 8% royalty for every sale and continue to do what you like to do with your research, which is, which is doing things that, that you have a passion for. Right. So with all that said, once you do the upfront research, the first part of the process, and then later on you go what you touched on, internal, external view, mm-hmm. there will be a gap. Right. Right. There will be a gap because you know, those folks that you research, they're probably already executing their, their, their goals. They know what they're going where, where they're going with. They're already making a certain amount of money. They already have certain networks. They have certain, um, what I call, personal board directors, advising group. They mm. have all that infrastructure, and they're closing the gaps that they see. Mm. And if you see that gap between you and them, that should make you hungry. That should make you want more. That should, that should want you to say, hey, let me try to close this gap so that I can have that infrastructure. I can be successful. I can reach my full potential. I can achieve my career objectives. And by the way, it could be purely to close out the gaps in the market. It could be purely closing out gaps on, on your own professional development, being better yourself. Right. But obviously, obviously, the sweet spot is when you put those two things together. Absolutely. Then Absolutely. you got like a wow, you got energized, you're pumping every morning because you know you're working to be better yourself. 
and you're closing the gap on the market, which usually results in, in, in financial benefits. Absolutely. So, excuse me. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. There's a lot of value in that answer, Startup Nation. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How do you like being on the Startup Life so far? Man, I like it. I was nervous starting, but uh, you were right, man. Five, minute, five minutes into it, I love it. I told you, man. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from my man Jay's content, but we got to pay a few bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson. This is the Startup Life Podcast, and it is powered by the Binge Podcast Network. Startup Nation, Kenda and I, along with our daughter Zoe, have this thing called Target Fridays if she's had a good week at school. We stop by the snack bar for popcorn and mermaid ices. Startup Nation, don't judge me until you've tried them. Those ices are really good. Anyways, we then head over to the toy section so my daughter can add to her LOL doll collection. My daughter is a pretty good student, so you can imagine that we have spent a small fortune on LOL dolls. However, I can take solace in the fact that Target makes it affordable to buy those LOL dolls and anything else we need as a family. That's because Target believes you deserve quality at an affordable price. And when you're entrepreneurs like us, that's extremely important. But great deals and quality products are not exclusive to the brick and mortar version of the retail store. Target.com has even more exclusive deals that you can appreciate. And when you spend over $35, shipping is free. And I know we all love free shipping. We love to purchase the amazing kids clothes for Zoe from the exclusive to Target Cat and Jack line when we go online. So the next time you listen to the show and you are reminded that you need something for your home, Start your target journey with the link in our show notes where you can expect more and pay less. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, Yasmin, if you will, man, tell me about some of the training and the facilitating you do with the companies that you work with. Hey, and that's, that's thank you. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually, uh, uh, you know, when I look at, the, 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 ultimately, you can create the best product you can create. For sure. But unless people benefit from it. Mm. You know, it's an innovation or invention, but not, not there's no market. There's, you're not helping anybody. Right, right, right. And so, as I mentioned to you at the beginning, you know, it's my passion. My passion comes out, obviously, and I hope it comes out during, the, during this interview as well. You absolutely. know, I, I, it I absolutely love doing does. this, right? <laughs> uh, and so people see it, people feel it. A lot of people that read my books, they actually, they know me, they read my books, they say, man, you know, your passion came out of the book. He's like, I can, I can hear your voice in it, right? So to answer your question, as a result of that, you know, uh, and book helps, I mm-hmm. have to say that. Right. But passion and having that product to be, you, I, I started getting calls and starting getting opportunities to do the keynotes, uh, doing right. the workshops, doing the coaching, doing the mentoring. Right. Obviously, folks that I know and folks that are with me in the network, they learn more about me and then they're trying to get more out of me mm-hmm. uh, on that front as well, which helps greatly. But then since, since my first book came out to today's day, I've been blessed to have a uh, a number of keynotes. Uh, next one is scheduled, as a matter of fact, for September 10th. Nice. Uh, right here in Memphis. Okay. Um, and I, I had a chance to speak to both uh, here locally as well as the, throughout the in, internationally as well. As a matter of fact, I had a one, uh, one, uh, one speech uh, outside the United States in Switzerland, which, nice. was, which was a blessing. Very nice. Um, and so... Um, <coughs> Getting into that, you know, it's, 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 it's once again, start small, right? You, you, you start introducing yourself, you're introducing your product, your passion. And once people see, oh, there's a value to the product, there's a, there's, this person is truly, truly legit, has a passion for mm-hmm. this. And then, then you, you start fielding emails and phone calls. And next thing you know, man, it's, uh, it's getting to the point where, uh, you know, I spend weekends and evenings uh, making sure that I, that I respond to those calls and emails. And then ultimately that I, that I continue to set up some coaching and, and mentoring and, uh, and, uh, and, and keynotes. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing. It's, been a, it's, been a, it's, it's not yet to the point where I, would, I, can, I can say I can turn into a full-time job. Gotcha. But I can tell you, just like I mentioned before, it, is, uh, it, it, it requires step in, maybe another step, then make adjustment. Make another step. So it's it's going well. I'm happy with it. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. So let me let me ask you this because you know you do you do one on one coaching as well? I do. You do? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I wanna ask you this. So if I were to ask one of your clients about your coaching style, right? And they were compared it to like a let's say a basketball coach, mm. who would they compare you to? Your coach your coaching Ooh. style. 
That's uh, I don't know. That's actually a great question. I don't. I um, would it be I, would it be like the tactician like Greg Popovich or is it like the motivator like Doc Rivers or something like that? Like no, it is the disciplinarian like Bobby Knight. So like <laughs> so like what's that coaching style you think you know, it would be? I, I, so I would tell you this. I, I'm going to start asking my clients, my, my <laughs> folks that I, when, I, when I talk to. Uh, yeah. So it's it's probably like a Doc Rivers, right? Okay. Um, uh, so I'm uh, because of my passion, I try to. I try to install instill this to the other folks, and then that, mm-hmm. that comes across motivation. Right? I hear that. Now, I hear that. Here's the deal, though. The, the motivation is like a, there's a joke that says you know motivation is like a shower, or or mm. you know it's like a, even though it's it's recommended to do it every day, right? Right. Right. Long story. I'm paraphrasing, right? Mm-hmm. But the point of that is. I can give you motivation. I can talk to you, right? Mm. I can, but the responsibility has to fall onto you, right? right. So I guess I got to have a little bit of a great approach like in, right. in the sense of that you know, I got to do that tactically. I got to right. feed you that motivation right. uh, as, as, as you're ready to accept it and, 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 and to act on it and mm-hmm. to work on it and, and just kind of grow one step at a time. Right. But I would tell you, but uh, I, I would like to believe that I'm more passionate than, than, than Greg, <laughs> than, than, than Coach Popovich, which I love him, by the right. way. Um, um, but I, I'm probably more of a, or a motivator, more on the side of, hey, pump up, let's go, we got to do this, um, we got to execute, we got to drive, um, you got to be in the driver's seat, more like, uh, hey, I, I, go, go, that kind of stuff. I, I hear that, and I appreciate that answer, and that goes back to the book where you're trying to lead them tactically to make that conscious decision, to make that, you know, to, it's, it's time to start, like, like go yep. right, so yep. no, I, I appreciate that for sure. So I know you know you spoke about you know you giving a keynote and stuff like that. You've been doing keynotes and uh, other places outside of the country and stuff like that. How do you prepare for a keynote? And the reason I ask this is because we have a lot and a lot of people in Startup Nation who want to be influencers and stuff like that. But you know, public speaking is something that not everybody is willing to get up and do. So how do you prepare for a keynote? How do you do? Tell us, share with us that process a little bit, if you would. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So. So let me just uh, take a, just one step back. Sure, right? absolutely. Uh, because so if you look at if I look at what I the way I try to pl- place my products, mm-hmm. if I look at it from the business perspective right. as well as share my knowledge, I do that through keynotes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and keynotes are not necessarily the easiest to get, right? Uh, right. There's so many of them, and then obviously you know everybody wants to try to get the best one they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's there's a, there's a kind of like a little sister, little brother to keynotes, right? It's just doing just do public speaking, just to be able to. Uh, to be in front of the audience and, and give them a talk, right? Mm-hmm. And I will elaborate a little bit about differences between sure. those two things. And then there's there's a part that just uh, like I say, I, I do my best to make sure that that, that I do a coach and a mentor as well. Uh, some folks that either reach out to me or or we we know it from each other, we know about each other from the past. And then there's a workshops, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where the rubber meets the road, which right. is where where I get the folks in the room and then we sit down and we actually build build a, uh, a a pretty good substantial amount of work and a, an amount of information in, in a single workshop where they can jumpstart their professional development and then creating the executable de- development plan. Right. right. So those are the areas that really is like, a, if I was to say, opportunities. If, if somebody wants to learn more about or wants to develop their professional development plans or wants to hear me talk, those are the ways that they can, they can do that. Now, with that said... You know, keynote is usually a little bit harder to prepare for. Usually, you have a larger audience. Usually, you have uh, you know uh, more diverse groups than if you're just doing a talk to a to a to a professional organization and, and, uh, or or smaller groups, right? Like a, like I say, you know, like a younger brother or sister. So on a keynote, one thing that's that I do always upfront. The moment I get asked to, to if I would be interested to do a keynote, the first and foremost thing is I'm trying to understand why me. Absolutely. Right? In other words, it, it, you know, why, why there's a reason. What 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 is the topic? What is it? What is that attracted them to contact me and ask me to do this to this keynote? Right? Is that because the audience is already hungry? They are. They, they want this. They want to understand professional development. They want to understand what does it take to, to create it, um, or is this part of something that's bigger than them? Like it's mm-hmm. part of a a series of keynotes and it's just one off to be as just so happened to be a, a fit into this for sure or is it you know let's uh or is it something that they, they say that that from the leadership perspective from the conference perspective from from people that are organizing the event they think audience wants to wants to see it or hear it right mm-hmm. and i would tell you that that actually makes a huge difference on my part uh if you if you if, if, if it's a first if it's people are hungry they're asking for that kind of stuff 
then obviously I don't have to go in with anything that's trying to convince them that's needed, right? right. I can I can jumpstart. I can, I can skip over that piece. I can right. go straight into the plan, Absolutely. straight into the steps, straight into the into the building executable stuff, and then I can then start thinking, okay, what else can I do to help them walk away with something tangible? Mm. You know, if it's a second piece, then I got to understand how that fits into the overflow, over sure. flow, right? And that takes a little bit more time. It takes a little bit more coordination. And I will tell you this, of the three, that's probably the most, one that's the, the, the hardest to gauge. Because once again, I'm trying to stay in the same level as other speakers and trying to still be, you know, at the, at the, deliver the message that I'm trying to deliver. Right, um, absolutely. And then, um, and then if it's something the management or the leadership is trying to push on, then I know I got to take a step back. I got to go in with trying to connect what leadership thinks that audience needs needs, and then trying to connect it to the audience, right? So mm-hmm. that takes a lot of my work. It takes probably, if I was to put it in percentages, probably 30 to 40% of my time is trying to understand truly that. Once I understand that, then, then I think it's everything becomes a little bit easier because at that point in time, I know where to start and end my presentation. I know what level to talk to, talk to in terms of the in terms of the, my deliverable. And the only thing that becomes a little bit more harder to to judge at the end or, or prepare is the AV, right? Audiovisual, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is where I like to make a trip to the to the to the um, to the, uh, to the if possible. To the venue to understand the, the, the spacing and lightning and screens and technology and that kind of stuff. And I tell you this, I actually enjoy that piece a lot. I hear um, that. You know, you know, you actually get a personal tours of, of some companies. Uh, you get oh, a personal yes, tours right. Of some hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you get a personal tours of a lot of different things where you're gonna get exposed to. It's like that you normally not see right. if you are guests. Absolutely. Um, you got to see some of the folks, of some of the cocks that really understand technology. Mm-hmm. And I can say, oh, I can do this for you. I can do this for you. I'm like, <laughs> man, you got like a ah. So now you're setting up this thing like. I'm not gonna this ha- so it becomes like I, I like that because it, once again it's, it helps me and then um, the very very last thing is you know um, which is really actually kind of getting a little bit tricky to do okay you know that that, that first impression right you never get mm. a second chance to make a first impression right you know what is the first thing you can start talking about it you know mm-hmm. and and, um, and I gotta tell you, you know, recently I heard somebody actually uh, 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 giving me advice. Okay. Right, and we were jo- and we were joking about you know how to start our next talk, and he said, and he actually told me, actually it was a female, she actually told me, he right. said, he asked me, man, you know, in the past we could do just about anything, people won't get offended, people will be okay, people will be like, right, then it kind of came down to like, a, you can only talk a little bit about the life or maybe health or weather, right? Right. But then with the global warming, again, people get offended with that too. So you gotta watch that. Yeah. So I will tell you right now, and I will give advice to anybody that tells. Uh, one thing that always has worked for me, tell them personal story. I hear that. Tell them personal story, just like you started from mm. with, with, with this with this uh, with this talk right. today. Get, get a personal story, right? For sure. And it, it can be directly associated with the topic. Can be not taken. That's okay. But people will start hearing the story, start getting their the, the ears trained to your talk. That's true. Uh, they can visualize their own way of you what you're trying to tell them. And so by the time you move actually into the talk, they will be ready. They will be prepared. Um, which is, by the way, that sets, you know, another thing we can talk about, whole, you know, whole podcast of <laughs> ready versus prepared. Absolutely. Um, but it's a, they, they will be prepared to hear your message. And I encourage everyone, you know, different audience may demand different things. I don't think you can ever go wrong with uh, sharing a personal story. A story, mm-hmm. whatever it is, small piece or a large piece, but share that something personal I appreciate that because I imagine that's not only preparing the audience to hear you speak, but if you're nervous, that may actually prepare you as well because you know that story is not something you have to, you know, stuff like that. That, so. that is the one, and you're the only one that knows it. They don't know if you screw it up or not. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I appreciate you sharing. I shared that. I mentor at Light Memphis. I'm not sure if you're here with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been mentoring there for three years well, now. thank you, man. That's awesome. Oh, no worries. No worries. And so that's one of the things I tell them. It's like, look. If you screw up the pitch, nobody knows if it was you. I don't have a script. They don't have a script. They don't know. So just keep going. So just keep going. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Let me ask you this, man, really quickly before we move on about keynoting. You know, if there's like one invitation, you know, that you just like, you know, that lets you know I arrived. I want to know what that be. Is it like if the Harvard, if the Harvard comes call and say, we want you to give a talk. If TEDx or TED talk or whatever says, I want you to give a talk. What's that one that one uh, speaking engagement, like, you know what? 
this is it. This is this is the big leagues right. right here. So I got I got and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this is this, and this is a you know, honest to God true answer, right? Okay. Uh, it's not any of those. Okay. Right? It's okay. Not, it's not. I'm not going for a count, right? Okay. I'm not going for for the name recognition. Okay. Uh, I, I'm looking for audience that truly has a need. I hear an that. Organization that wants it to help their employees be better tomorrow than what they're today. I hear that. And they're truly vested and invested to make that happen. Gotcha. Now, the organization could be small, could be large, mm-hmm. could be, but truly hungry to do this. Now, let's, let me, let me, let me in, inject the business sure, piece of sure, this, right? absolutely. It's got to be economical. It's got to be worthwhile. It's got to be, wor- be uh, something that, uh, that would impact a larger group of people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it would be nice to have an auditorium but not at a talk talk, not gotcha. at a Harvard, okay. but as a business, at a company. Okay. At a company. Okay. And I'm just going to throw some of the local guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know uh, 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 folks like uh, International Paper, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, AutoZone, right? Yeah. Uh, even, you know, St. Jude Hospitals and, and some of these centers, right? Where do I, I already know that these people care about their employees, right? Gotcha. You know, companies like Red Medical and Medtronic and Smith and & Nephew and all those, they're investing. They have programs in place, right? Mm-hmm. And then if they feel like, uh, hey, we need to do, do more of it. We need to do the more motivational talk. We need to right. help them create executable they they tend to go to the emotions maybe we need to kind of inject a little bit more energy to that feeling that need gap mm. right that would be the sweet spot for me i hear that the 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 just going out to a conference like a you know that it's, 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 it's a conference right it's a great exposure uh it would be fantastic to do it it mm-hmm. would probably generate more leads um and i will always welcome that and i hope some of that will come right um but that would be not the one that I would say I made it. I made okay. it where I go in and I give a talk to the folks that are hungry to be better themselves. And they walk away from my talk going but executing the development plan. I hear that. That, I feel like I got it. I hear that. And I can appreciate that answer because this is because if you're doing it from a more organic grassroots level, you feel like you can make more of an impact. In that, that regard, and everything so far has been like that. Everything so gotcha. far has been very organic, very, very step, one step at a time. And then in, my goal is to help individuals and organizations reach their full potential, achieve their career objectives, not to go out there and then charge a hundred thousand dollars for a speech. Gotcha. That's not it. Understood. 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 And in that same vein, let me ask you this: because I imagine when you when you when you speak at that grassroots organic level. Uh, you get a lot of testimonials, and you 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 come. People come up to you and afterwards, like you know what, man, that that hit me. Like that made so much sense. Like somebody else has been kind of maybe saying something, but the way you present it is just like it clicks. Now, what's that feeling like for you, man? I gotta. So I would. So first of all, that 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 is what I'm doing it right? right. So that is like once you get that, then like I think that's it. It's like you just want to hug this person. You want to, you know? <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, no, I believe that. A, and then you know. That is truly it, right? Um, let me just say this: I do. I have. Got, I have received. I have received emails from from overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a one from Brazil not long ago, and and, um, and I've got a, I've got a folks obviously that that in person when I talk to that they will come to me and talk to me about For it. Sure. Um, I have folks that they will hear my talks or attend some of my sessions, workshops, and go on and then come back maybe a year later and then say, hey, you know what? I wish I listened. To, like I, I started doing what I'm doing now after I heard you talk. I right? hear that. Um, and so a lot of those things are coming in, and um, so I'm, I'm very happy about it. Uh, but I will tell you, there is a uh, there's a one particular case that just like happened, like maybe a month ago, about five years ago, 2000 maybe 13, 14, some of that, right? Mm-hmm. So about four or five years ago, I had a I had a chance to. Uh, it was a more like a coaching. Uh, relationship with a person, right? And this is a time when uh, you know, the book wasn't out yet, uh, and this person was one of the people that uh, that I, I practice my 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 talk, my practice, my approach. Um, I worked with this person. You know, we had a great, we, we built over time a great relationship, and uh, this was no by the by no means a business relationship. It was a somebody reaching out to me asking for advice. Absolutely, I gave one advice. Next thing you know, they came back for another one. And next thing you know, I realized actually acting. On those advices, acting on the, following these these steps, Absolutely. and so what happened was I continued to do that, and then we continued to do this for about six to eight, almost nine months actually, gotcha. and then we parted ways, you know, both because uh, uh, I actually relocated again and, and I moved, and the person moved to do a, got promoted to a different company, so they became continued to execute their own professional development plan. Gotcha. Now 
But if we stay in touch, yeah, we exchange messages and all that stuff. Every once in a while, we'll get a question. But then I got a, a mail, physical mail, mm, handwritten notes. Wow. Right, handwritten notes, right? Wow. Um, and then now this is fast forward four or five years, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and the note, first of all, is like uh, goes on to tell me all about what that person has achieved. Boom, 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 right? And so if you don't know anything and just reading the note, you will think somebody's trying to get them to trying to get a job from me, right? Gotcha. Or trying to brag about themselves. Right. Or trying to promote themselves because they're unemployed. So it came like, oh I got I got my education, I developed these skills, um, I achieved these these kind of stuff. I built these relationships. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in because I continue to execute my development plan. Mm. I continue to do things that we talked about five years ago. Mm. I continue to do things that you made a difference for me then and now I'm trying to replicate to others. I hear that. And you're like, oh, that, I mean, like, wow. Like a, <laughs> you know, it's like, a, wow, that's like, you know, and then, and then this is, you know, this is one of those things you're reading. It's like, a, do I show it to people or right. do I not? Do I keep a secret for myself? <laughs> like, because on one end you want to show, yeah, I see it works. But on right. the other hand, it's personal. The right. person sit down and wrote by hand. They could send me an email, right? No, they took it by hand, sent me a note. And I will tell you this, I got a couple, three of those so far. Um, not many, but each and every one of them I, I, I save, I cherish. And those are things that uh, that makes all the difference. See, that that when you talk about a, a handwritten personal note, that's next level appreciation right there. Because like you said, nobody does that anymore. <laughs> nobody right. gets in a simple email and you probably would have felt, you know, you know, really, you know, it impacted you and powerful. But the handwritten note, though, that's a personal touch. Um, that, that, <laughs> that, just, that's humbling. That's I, I tell you this, it's, uh, it's been. And then those things that happen. And then I will mm. tell you this, anybody that that does it, if you if you truly once again, going back to the, you know, live your values, you know, and live your, you know, deliver your passion, your product. There will be people that will appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, there will be people that will say, ah, this, I'm not sure. And there will be skeptics. But there will be people that you're going to make a huge difference in their lives. And then especially folks who want that aspire to become influencers. Right. You will influence people beyond your knowledge. Absolutely. You will. You will either do that directly or indirectly through somebody else. And they may may not write you a handwritten note, mm-hmm. but you will influence. You will influence people beyond your knowledge. I love that. I love that. That's powerful stuff. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So let me ask you this, man. You know, we, we linked up through SCORE, right? And yeah. uh, like, just share, you know, you know, how impactful SCORE has been helping you and developing what you do and stuff like that. Just talk about SCORE a little bit. Yeah, so that's, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is where now we're going to a territory that I don't know, right? Okay. Um, and, and this is a good thing. And that's the reason why, you know, it's important. And I will tell you, first of all, shout out to SCORE, right? Mm-hmm. So for folks that may, may not know SCORE and folks that's starting a business, if you're not engaged with them, go do the, go do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a tremendous resource. Folks here in Memphis, at least, the ones that I'm connected with, they've right. been more than helpful, right? A guy, Gary, is connected to you and I. He came from SCORE, and, and, and the guy is truly using his own personal time, energy, knowledge, network uh, to uh, to connect people, to help them grow the business, to help them be the best they can be, deliver the product that you have or service that you have. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you, I'm reaching out to the point where I do have a product, I have services, I have enough information, and, and I have enough to work with and I can do so much on my own, but I need help. Absolutely. I need help in a sense that in order for me to take a next step, I need, I need, I need to be able to build some connections. I need to be able to build some more commerce presence. I looked around like a, anybody that I engage is going to cost me a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right? And here's the deal. I don't even know what to ask them. I hear that. So I'm not sure I'm going to even get any money back out of that conversation if I pay them. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to SCORE. And I'll tell you this, uh, the moment Gary and I met first time, we discussed a number of things. He made my head hurt. <laughs> you know, he's like, you got to be thinking about this, you got to do this. I'm like, oh my God, look, I don't think look, you know Gary where Gary is you know. full of knowledge, man. So yeah, that, and, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And then the next thing you know, he's like, oh, you got to meet this person. So I'm meeting this person. That person bombards me with the information. Next thing I got a notes and notes. As a matter of fact, in one of the meetings, I think I walk away like almost two pages of action items. Mm. Not notes. Right. Action, action items. items right? right. Things to follow up, things to research, things to do. And you, you have to balance this, right? As especially for a startup, you know, you gotta be in the business and on the business, right? You gotta drive your business while still continue to do something on, on the business. And so in this case, I gotta continue to do my job, I gotta continue to evolve the product, I gotta continue to deliver the talks and and, and make connections, but I still have to capture all this information and all this 
knowledge and all this, what I'm sharing and, and place it somewhere. I gotta share with others, like through you and your podcast, right? right? Mm-hmm. So one of the people actually he said, Hey, you need to talk to Dominic. I'm like, okay, who's Dominic? Right? I, mean, I don't know Dominic, right? Well, it's a podcast. I'm like, oh I don't do that, right? I'm like I'm picking out, right? I will talk to and, and this is the interesting like I'll talk to people in the person. I'll, I'll give a key note. Right. No problem. Talking to Mike, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, microphone, like I don't know, I don't because I like to read the audience, and I can't right. read the audience. I hope gotcha. this, this actually comes across in a positive way. So anyway, so he linked up with, with, with me with you, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll reach out. And then in fact, I was like, I'm just gonna push the date as far as I can, so I can learn more research. Right? I can learn more about podcasting. I can learn about who Dominic is. You know, what I mean, like, you know, you and I connected. I think it was like June. I mean, like early June or something. Right. And I know you took some time off, man. But I pushed it like I'm like 22nd of August when I start. So like, I gotta take more time to prepare for this because I just don't know those things. Gotcha. But I'll tell you this. I would not even know you or 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 have this podcast and, and hopefully the audience will benefit from this, but they would not be able to benefit from this if it was not for SCORE. Absolutely. So uh, SCORE is doing a great job. I know they're nationwide. So, you know, the the startup nation, wherever you guys are at, the first thing you should probably do is just uh, look up the SCORE on your, on, your, on your browser. For sure. And contact those people. Free service. Great folks. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, so I, I don't know if I can sell them anymore, but this is not me trying to sell it. It's just a testimonial. This Absolutely. is me living it. And by the way, I'm not done. Just uh, if Gary's listening to this, Gary, we're not done, buddy. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling you. We're still going to ping you. And then uh, and hopefully you and I will continue to work together. Absolutely. Well Absolutely. Very of, much uh, open to score, that. Yeah. Very much open to that. And Startup Nation, the, uh, the website to score is there in the show notes for easy access. I'm going to put the national uh, website there and the one locally here in Memphis as well. Also, Startup Nation, if you want to connect with Yasmin, you can do that through many of his social media platforms. He's on Twitter. He's on LinkedIn. He's on Facebook. You can also email him. And also, his website, yasminnewhitch.com, is in the show notes for easy access. So all of that is there in the show notes for people to connect with you. Maybe they want you to keynote at their company and stuff like that. Sounds like you'll be open to do that. Hey, I, I'll tell you this, especially, you know, I have to say this, especially folks in Memphis that don't require any expenses on my part. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to do this. A lot of these things I will do for free, especially nonprofit organizations and, and, and organizations like you that you want to mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those things, that, that that's part of the giving back and paying forward. There's a whole whole new generation that are coming up that uh, and, and even peers talk about the peer-to-peer accountability, right? Encouraging those folks to be best they can be because, you know, let's grow up and grow together. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm pretty sure, I already know Startup Nation is going to get a lot of value from this episode. So we appreciate you being here for sure, man. We appreciate it. So I want to ask you this, man. What's your entrepreneurial superpower? Entrepreneurial superpower? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. Generally, my I, I, one thing I pride myself is execution, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, that absolutely. came out of the books and, and I emphasize execution. Mm-hmm. So I... I'm not the best in the guy that will come up probably the best idea out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I identified the gap, it would be because I was trying to execute something and I couldn't reach the end goal. Absolutely. And I realized there was a gap. I get a feeling in before I can reach the goal. So if that's a superpower, if that's a, then it's execution. Uh, it's, a, it's just I have a passion for execution. For me, uh, the only word that matters is the word done. Mm. Uh, you know, everything up to that point is like progress. Great, right. keep making progress. Let me know when you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, it's a, a try. Good, keep trying. Let me know when you're done. Right. So, just the, the power behind execution. And and I'll tell you one one thing is also talking about the startups. I hope folks in Memphis benefiting from Starco uh, organization. Mm, absolutely, Memphis, yes, right, yes. Uh, great organization. You know, neverstop.com, I believe is their 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 their, their website. But mm-hmm. um, so they will tell you, man. That's like a, you know. Literally, what they say is, from their perspective at least, the the idea without execution is like not almost not what the paper written on it, right? Mm-hmm. Ideas are dumb a dozen. You you can probably come up with idea. I, I can't, but there's a lot of people that can't. Right. But unless you turn that idea into execution, unless you start doing something about it, unless you turn it into the first step, making a decision, go execute it. No matter how good idea it is. It's not going to go anywhere, right? right? And so, at least that's my opinion. And I will tell you this over time, uh, due to a number of reasons, and, and p- part of that, my background, and part of that, my passion, is that is that if I can say it's a superpower, which, by the way, another thing I never thought about, but I'm going <laughs> to now try and think more about it, is that is that execution, is the, the willingness and, and wanting to execute. I, I will that. tell you this, though. That is one thing that's my strength. So I don't know if I would call it power. 
but okay. it's a strength, right? Okay. So it's a strength to be able to take something what it is today and turn into something for what it needs mm, to be in the future, powerful. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. I, I learned this back when I was actually at the University of Memphis, and there was a question that says, challenge what it is with what it could be, right? Mm. So I heard this phrase, and it got stuck with me, and then I continued to do that, continue to challenge everything. What it is today, what can it be tomorrow, right? And that I see transformation, right? Not transition. I'm not interested in like, a, I'm talking about transformation, taking something and turning it into something else, like, you know. And so for me, that is a, I believe, my strength. And I have tried to apply that when I coach people. I try to transform them into whatever they can be in the future. Mm-hmm. I try to do that when, I'm, when, I, when, I, when I have started and then I'm working on, on my own ideas and, and my own startup is how can I transform that idea into a product? How can transform what is it today to what it can be tomorrow? And then uh, that transformational leadership or transformational thinking is what I believe is my strength. I don't know if I, if I would call it power. I got you. Yeah, but hey, I believe it's my strength. Hey, it's yours, man. Whatever you say it is, it's all that matters. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate you answering that for sure. appreciate that. So before I ask the last question, man, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Startup Life Podcast. Powered by the Bench Podcast Network, you gave a, amazing value, great value, excellent value, executable uh, value, if you will. So, and, and I really think Startup Nation is going to gravitate to your message and everything. Uh, and once again, Startup Nation, to, from purchasing his books to linking up with him on social media, all of that information is there in the show notes for easy access. But yes, me, man, I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you. All right. So there's somebody out in Startup Nation, because I want you to talk to Startup Nation. There's somebody out there that's afraid to start their company, or they're in their company and they feel stuck, and they don't they don't know how to move forward, this, that, and the other. Or they're getting ready to write a book, and they're, they're afraid to write that first page. Give them some words of encouragement and tell them to move forward, man. Just do it, right? You know, as a cliche, once again, as it can be, just do it. Make right. a first step. I will tell you, I'm just going to give you a couple examples, right? So hopefully this, some of these will link, link up to you. Hey, you want to start selling stuff on Amazon, right? Using their supply chain services. Go get a product. Get a Google garage sale. Pick up, you know, somebody selling golf clubs. Pick it up. Go sell it, right? Mm-hmm. Sell on eBay. That's what you want to do. If you want to write a book, start writing. Start writing what you know, what is in your head. Do a brain dump like I did. You will have plenty of time to revise it. There will be ideas coming in, and the folks that you trust and people that you build a relationship with, let them read them, let them give you some feedback, make adjustments, use their backspace. You know, folks that tend to tend to criticize you, or they may criticize, or you may be afraid of criticize, is probably they've never done it, mm. right? And so, just they make that first step, whatever that is. If you're selling, if you're buying, if you if you are if you are writing, if you are speaking. By the way, I will tell you this. Yeah, I'm not afraid of competition. So mm-hmm. if you guys, all of you want to become public speakers and motivators, please do so. Reach out to me. I'll be happy to share with you some contacts. Right. But I will tell you right off the bat, you know, go online, use use the Google, uh, find out the nonprofits locally, find the for-profits locally that may be interested to hear your story. Reach out to them. You'll be surprised how many of those are always looking for somebody to talk. Right. Right. Um, you know, be ready to 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 put effort. That's required. That's a must-do. Right. Uh, nothing comes easy. Right. Or people say easy comes, easy go. Like it's a put effort to make it worthwhile. But at the end of the day, there's one thing like, you know, if nothing, if if anything else, if you're still stuck, if you're still like, oh, yeah, my brother, I'm just one person. I'm still insecure. I'm not sure, right? You know, find that one person that can be your counterbody. Mm. Find somebody that you do trust, that you have a relationship with and say, and tell that person, hey, I'm going to start. I'm going to change. I'm going to transform. If it's your business, you're stuck in business, I'm going to transform my business. I'm going to let you know I'm going to do this. If you are, if you want to write a book, tell that person, I'm going to write a book. They may laugh at you first, right? Say, how you write a book? Say, I'm going to write a book. Hold me accountable to it, right? Mm-hmm. If nothing else, if you don't do nothing else, and if you're afraid to do it, then make the first step by yourself. Find your kind of body. Let them know that you're going to do it. Let them hold you accountable, and then go make it happen. I hear that. I hear that. So that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life, man. Did you enjoy being on the show, Yasmin? I did, man. I got, like I said, I got excited about it. Uh, so uh, I, I hope once again uh, that uh, the passion comes across because I'll tell you this, the passion that I have for helping others, including myself, by the way, I still, I don't think I still reach my full potential in my, and achieve my career objectives. So mm-hmm. I still got a way to go on my own, but I hope I motivated some other folks to do just that, either that is a startup or their own business or as a public organization or a business that part of, they want to climb the ladder or just be the best they can be. 
I hope this helps them. Um, and then uh, thank you for man for having me, man. I'll tell you this: you made it easy on me. I appreciate it <laughs> very much. So once again, uh, you uh, you've been a great host, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing anything else I can do for you for the uh, for the Startup Nation. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take: Startup Nation, on your path to entrepreneurship, that constant and professional development is going to be vital into your success and jasmine really lays this out in his book and in his content but also startup nation you need that accountability partner and jasmine is a great person to do that look whether you go with jasmine or somebody else soliciting jasmine services and purchasing his book is great tools to add to your entrepreneurial toolkit if you want to let us know what you think about our show have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on our show Send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.